Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. I think that would be us, wouldn't it? That would be us. That would be us. How are you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's June. Does June feel any different than May did to you? No, it doesn't. Okay, I didn't figure it. It never does. It never <laughs> does. It's just get hotter, that's all. For right. us in Florida, it's either hot or not so hot. Although I do have to say, this has been a great winter for us. It's been a nice weather. I think lot. the weather is going good. I mean, we, we got a nice little breeze going on right now, so that helps throw the hot weather towards the other states, right? Sure. It blows the hot weather. <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyways, Mr. Craig, you are Craig Lyson with... What am I with? I don't uh, know. Vets Growth. Yeah, you got me. I was uh, off. I, I was know. thinking about the guest. Yeah. Vets Growth can reach me at 407-754-5779. And I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios, 407-862-6882 or Tim at grpstudios.com. We're going to have some fun today. This is a guest that is a spouse of a guest that was here for episode 38. Pamela Costa was in here, realtor. She was talking more about her husband she was. on the break. Yeah, so I'm hope I'm hoping this is the right guy. But yeah. anyway, so we <laughs> we do have him he in, in in the studio today. Mr. Tom Costa is in the studio, and we're going to learn a bunch of stuff about the business you currently have. He's he's got so many things going. You talked you were talking to him beforehand. I don't want to stop talking. I'm, I wish I, I had forty years more in my life so I can create what he has uh, accumulated. But when I'm gonna when you listen to him. We won't be asking any questions. He has got so much knowledge what he does in his business. So we can play Tetris or something while we he's can, talking? I mean, he's gonna. he already wrote a book, and he needs to put another one well, out. So yeah, you gave away something because I was going to drop that knowledge <laughs> on him, but now I can't do this. So anyways, Tom, thank you so much for being here. You are the owner of Protective Solutions, and it is mold removal and remediation. I've always had fun with that word, and I don't know why water damage, duct cleaning, emergency services, and more. So, Mr. Tom, it's good to see you. Thank you, Tim. So, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what's your background, and then we'll talk about how you started your business. Okay. I've always been in the construction business. Beginning, coming out of college, I became a framer. As a framer, I became a roofing contractor, small roofing contractor, which I did for approximately 20 years. After that, I decided to become a mold inspector slash remediator. And with that, I actually enjoyed that more because I would go into homes where people were getting sick, physically sick from the mold. And if there were four or five occupants in a house, two or three would be getting sick and the rest of them in the house would scratch their heads. I don't know what this is about. And solving that problem and, and remediating it for them was satisfying. And it's always a different puzzle every time you walk in a house. It's never the same thing. So it keeps you on your toes. So what is mold remediation? What the heck does that mean? Okay, mold, is, it's eradicating the mold from an occupied dwelling, whether it's a commercial building or a residential. I know why you probably stopped being a roofer because that's hard work, especially here in Florida. It certainly is. Uh, it's, it's hard work. It's, it is. On an average 95-degree sunny day, it's 130 degrees on a roof. So it was hard keeping employees Now, did satisfied. you own a business for the construction business? You owned a construction business? The roofing business, yeah. yes. Wow. 
How long? And you were in business for how long with that? Nineteen years. Nineteen years. I, I, that is a young man's game yes. to be a roofer. Yeah, I would, I would not be able to do that. All right. So you are in now mold removal. Why don't you just call it mold killing or mold eradicate? Make it, make it sound really cool. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. because well, what he does. Uh, go ahead. I want to hear the rest. You know, yeah. it was, it was easy transition for me. I was a roofing contractor. I don't want them getting sued from mold after I put a roof on this big warehouse in Plainview, Texas. Six months later, I get notices, legal notices, stating I'm being sued for mold. So I call the facilities maintenance manager of the building, and I says, uh, excuse me, is your roof leaking? He says, no, Tom, the day you left, the manufacturer certified it for 20 years, never had a drop of, of water in the building again, but we're loaded with mold. What happened was everything inside the building was not air conditioned, and the humidity built up with the moisture they had under the roof and blew up mold. Well, I wound up getting sued. And 20, 22 years ago, attorneys knew nothing. I knew less. Yeah. Okay. Immediately, I went to Rollin College at night to become an industrial hygienist. And I did that for 18 months to get my degree. And I actually enjoyed doing the mold issues. So I opened up a mold remediation business. I did inspections, evaluations, and eradications. I still like it. You're a mold killer. I, I like I, it. I have you to know. say that uh, with all that experience, all that knowledge you got, that I would think people like, uh, because your wife's business, buying and selling homes, that they would be utilizing you more for inspection. Yeah, yes and no. They really don't. They hire home inspectors, and once in a while, the home inspector will recommend a company like ours to come in because they know there's an issue. They just don't know to what extent. And then they'll hire us to come in and we'll do it. So let's let's sidetrack a little bit because my son is building a home. And here in Florida, I've always wondered about this. You see homes being built. His is a concrete frame home, wood, you know, obviously wood roofing. But I see these, there's some right down the street on dog track, those apartments going up, wood everywhere. In rainy season, I see them building in a rainy season and they're still building and it's still rainy and it's still building. How do you stop it from becoming mold once you close it in? That's actually a big issue. And let me explain why. Most of, of the wood lumber that comes to the site gets dropped into the sand sitting on site. And it sits there sometimes for weeks, sometimes months. And Usually uncovered, rain, sometimes. Humidity, correct. Most of the time uncovered. And the rain and humidity start to build up and microorganisms start to grow fungi on the wood frame, whether it's trusses, two by fours, studs, doesn't matter. All right. And when you put it up and you wind up closing it in with a drying sheet after you put the plywood deck on, the humidity in the unit starts to build up and starts to grow microorganisms, which equates to mold. Now, fast forward this, the house is finished. Okay. The attic has no ventilation. So the humidity on a 90 degree day is 135 to 140 degrees inside the attic. The humidity is usually 80 or 90%. Now, mind you, you only need 60% humidity to, to grow mold. Really? Yes. So if you're not properly ventilated, you're starting on a wrong foot. And you can address this because that's what you did for, you were a roofer. Yes. So, okay. Correct. A lot of the, the higher end builders now are starting to, to figure this out ahead of time. 
and having companies like us come and clean the studs and the trusses before they install them and put a mold sealer on it. I would say about 30% of the higher end builders do this. It adds cost, so they don't like to, but that's probably the, the way to go. Can you do it if a house is already framed, roof is already on, is there a point where you can't do what you do to be effective? Or is it just about any time you can come in? Like if it's all open framed, it's, the house has been framed, there's no windows in yet, it's got a roof on it. Is that something that you can do now? Yes, you can. It's, it's harder, more expensive, because it's a slower process. But you can, you can accomplish the same thing. We do this a lot in College Park, where the homes are 110, 120-year-old wood frame homes with breezeways underneath them. Yep. Those homes actually have so much mold in, in the wall cavities and the ceiling cavities through the years that they are basically a Petri dish. In those cases, we come in and biowash everything, run negative air scrubbers to clean the air and everything, clean the whole air system completely, and then put purification system in. So the air that you're breathing is 100% pure. Even though the skin of the house has mold, there's nothing you could do about it short of knocking it down. And it's too expensive to eradicate because it would cost more to, to build a new one than it would to eradicate it. Wow. So, I mean, how often can you go in there and try to help those tenants that, I mean, is there something you can help them with? Oh, most definitely. We do it all the time. What we do is actually have an independent testing company go out and do a complete inspection on it and humidity inspection and moisture readings. And when they find mold, they write a report and we come in as a remediator and perform the remediation portion of it and then have it tested after we're finished to make sure that we did the proper job. And, and we'll talk off air because I want to get some information about my son's house because he is building a home. So I do want to yeah. talk about that. But let's start with, okay, so how did you create your business? What, step aside from the roofing business, so you've sure. already created a business, you already knew how to do that. What did you start with? With the mold remediation, where I mean, where did you start? How did you? Okay, I see this. I, I'm gonna get a business plan. I'm gonna go through all these steps. What did you do? Correct. Well, once once I received my my certificate of authenticity for a mold license, we plowed with the state, received our mold license, and I wound up becoming just a mold inspector, testing the waters, so to speak. And I did that for about a year and a half, and then I applied for the remediation license because I was already versed in construction. And that's when everything took off. From two employees, we went to, I think, nine or 10. At present, we have 17, 18 employees. Oh, my word. Out of one location? Yes. Okay. And uh, we have some employees that have been with us for 15 and 16 years. Well, how, and how long has the business been in operation for this portion, the, the protective solutions? In April, it was 20 years. 20 years. Did you continue your roofing business while you were doing this, or did you kind of phase one out and then... I actually sold the business. I was kind of tied with personnel. You have to understand the kind of people you work with. Employees, yep. roofing is a little bit rough, putting it mildly rough. Yeah. And yeah. On, a, on a Monday morning, if you had 20 employees, and if 10 showed up, it was a success, you were lucky. successful Monday. Yeah, we get it. And that's a whole other issue because yeah. uh, we do want to talk a little bit about employees that you have for the current one. But what kind of... Re you didn't, so then you didn't have to do a whole lot of research about your business that you were creating because you lived it. Correct. How did you take that information then, and what did you do? To say, okay, I, this is something I want to, I want to pivot, I want to change, I want to do this. What other research did you do to find out what do I need to do to create this business? 
Well, I was fortunate to have good friends that were in business doing other types of construction business. One right down a block here on Plamosa Boulevard was a, a window and wall coating manufacturer. I would go in there and talk to him about the marketing aspects of it. In our roofing business, we really didn't have to do that because we were competitive bidding. But when, you, when you're working with residential customers, you have to have some sort of marketing plan that has a good foundation. And was, for me, it was fairly simple. Walk in, explain to the customer what they have, and educate that customer. The customer, if they're educated, are going to make a really good decision. And it wasn't that it had to be me. As long as they had somebody state certified, qualified, and had good business standings. And that's really interesting that you say that you want people first and foremost to be informed. Correct. Educated. You have to realize when these incidents happen, mold or water or floods, it's usually the first time this has ever happened to them. So they have virtually no clue how to go through the process. It is my job to walk in there, calm them down, tell them it's not the end of the world, it's just a bump in the road, okay? And if I can help them through insurance purposes to, to have the insurance company cover it, I can help them with that assistance. And if not, I can educate them that the next person that comes through the door, make sure they know A, B, C, and D. And if you're having any difficulty with any of those things, call me and I'll rectify it for you. And that is the way to sell. You know, it doesn't sound, most people would say, oh, no, no, you got to go in there and you got to tell them why they need your business. But you're more, in, you're more worried about education and exactly. information. Yeah. Well, and they're, then they're going to pick you anyways because you're awesome. So I know it's going to go really quick and we're not going to get to half the stuff. So we'll get his contact information when we come back. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. Selling a home in today's environment can be challenging. How do you know if the people coming into your home are qualified potential buyers? What is the right price to ask for your home? How is it advertised to get the word out so the right people come in to see it? These are just a few of the important questions that a professionally trained realtor like Pamela Costa of Coldwell Banker Realty in Orlando can answer for you. Contact her today at 407-965-9462 or at pamshomesinflorida.com. She will help get you moving in the right direction. All right, we are back with episode 55, the second half of episode 55 with Mr. Tom Costa from Protective Solutions. We probably had enough content just in the time we were spending in between the segments. I swear we should <laughs> we should continue on these on these breaks. We learned a lot more than what they're giving us in this true value. Yeah, true value. Yeah, and okay. We're going to have them repeat it, right? Yeah, we're going to have them repeat everything. But we have to. First thing we want to do, we didn't do earlier, give us your contact information and how people can get a hold of the best mold remediation, water damage, flood damage, whatever else you all do in Florida. Okay. Again, my name is Tom Casa. I'm with Protective Solutions. We are a mold remediation company. We provide services for mold remediation, water extraction, emergency water extraction, duct cleaning, and in some cases, reconstruction 
the areas that we pull out, whether we're pulling out kitchens or bathrooms, we reconstruct everything that we do. Do a lot of insurance work. I would say about 55% of our business is insurance related. In other words, we'll come to the house and show the, the customer if they're having an issue. If it's an insurance related incident, we inform them and show them how to go through the process so they can get most of the capital back for the construction work through the insurance company. Okay. So, and, and then contact information. But. Right. Our address is 175 Semeron Commerce Place. That's in Apopka, Florida, 32703. Our telephone number is 407 464 2169. You can and, get us 24 hours a day. We have emergency services. We have emergency tech on call seven days a week. Tim, should we put your information there for 24-7? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. We already do 24-7. We don't do 24-7 here, although we do get a lot of calls and emails late in the evening for stuff. But you're, you're, you're an author now. You wrote a book. I so tell me about Protective Solutions to Mold book that you wrote. I still like Mold Killer, Mold Eradicator, Mold Crusher. Mold Remediator just sounds way too tame. Right. That's well, uh, several years ago, I guess about eight or nine years ago, I get invited every year to the convention, this the remediation conventions statewide and, and national. As I was doing my presentation, I used to do you know two presentations a day for three days have a lot of people come in, ask questions after the presentation. One of the gentlemen said to me, he says, you have a lot of knowledge, you need to write a book. And I wind up doing that. Six months later, I authored a book on protective solutions to mold. And it's well recepted in the industry, okay? For the average reader, uh, not so much, you know. <laughs> would, it no, grow, would it grow mold sitting right. on the no, shelf for the average reader? They should have that in their house on their coffee table because they're going to be yeah. picking up that book. <laughs> Pretty much. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's an industry-wide thing. And so when I go to seminars, I, I present the book to the people. And they can get that on your website, which yes. is? PSMoldFinders at gmail.com. See, now that's, that's got a PSMoldFinders. That's that's got a little I got bit his stuff in my truck. I yeah, know this stuff. So you, we talk, you were talking a little bit before we get into the one of the stories. You were telling you, you were a little bit about marketing. What what is your marketing approach to yeah. what you do? I think our marketing approach is a little bit different than the standard marketing in the industry. What people are doing, what remediators are doing, or construction people in general are coming in. And they're, they're looking at a project and they're just writing it up and saying, okay, here's what you got. You really need to get this done right away. Do you want me to start now? We take the, the step back approach. We walk in, present ourselves. We explain to them what we're going to do before we do it. You know, we pull out all of our equipment, infrared cameras, moisture readers, dye techs, things like that. And we go through the process. When we finish the process, we actually show them the meters and what's going on on the southeast wall, the north wall, whatever it may be, behind a cabinetry, so they know for themselves and they can see it through infrared where the moisture is. So I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm showing them what has to be done. I tell them, listen, I'm just here to inform you. What questions do you have? And I answer those questions. And I also tell them, I said, listen, I'm not going to give you a price right here. I don't do that. I never do. I take the notes. I go back to my office. I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning in my office, and I sit there before everybody comes in and do my estimates. 
I says, and the reason for that is I have a clear head, no interruptions. I says, and I'm going to give you the best possible price I can give you. I encourage you to have other people, but I hope I've given you enough knowledge so when they come in, you have answers for them, not just taking what they have to give you. Okay? Knowledge is power. And I explain that to them. And that's what we do. That's how we sell. What chapter of the book is that? I'm using it. (laughs) I should put it in a book. You know, that is very different because especially in our industry, it's somewhat similar. People ask me, what does it cost to create this video? And then we say, well, come in, let's sit down and talk because there's a lot of things I need to know before I can give you. Well, can't you just tell me the price? Well, how much does it cost to build a house? That's my standard answer. You right. got, it sounds like you guys kind of do the same thing. Yeah. You know, we get people, well, give me a ballpark. I says, well, do you want Tinker Field or Yankee Stadium? There, that's what a do you want? great, that's a great answer. Okay. And that gets them off that, that realm pretty much. I says, I'm going to give you an honest estimate, not a, something you want to hear. Yeah. Which, and which is most people, I understand it. They yeah. want the cheapest they can possibly yeah. get, but cheap does not always equate to better service. But you're oftentimes a little bit less expensive than some of the others in the industry. And you, you were telling us about a lady in Palm Coast. So Yes, I was in Palm Coast, and you know we're talking to the lady, and, and I'm explaining to her what has to be done in the process. She says, okay. First, she says, well, how do I know this has to be done? I says, well, I would uh, two things. I would hire an independent mold assessor, state license, to come in. I says, but to do that is going to cost you between four and six hundred dollars to find out something you already know. I just showed you. We're trying to save you money. I said, but what I would do is get a couple of other applicators like myself that are state licensed that you feel that are reputable and listen to what they have to say. At the end of the day, at seven o'clock at night, she calls me and says, "Okay, I had a, co- a company in here, national company, and they were twenty-three percent higher than you were." Why is that? I explained to them, listen, they have high overhead. They have a lot of trucks. They have a lot of franchise fees to pay. And they spend a lot of money in advertising. And then again, that should be in your book because that's really good knowledge to learn. You know, and she went with us. She decided to go with us. We told her to call in the morning and one of the office assistants would put her on the schedule. I didn't know what the schedule would be. But that's basically how we sell in our approach. We never give a, a customer... If it's something like a, a dry event or something that's stuck, okay, yeah, if we could do that. It's a hundred and whatever it may be, one seventy nine. If it's a two story house, two twenty five, whatever. That I can give you right off the bat. But we never do a remediation proposal in front of a customer because in reality, it takes us about an hour and twenty minutes to do the average estimate. So I'm not going to sit there for an hour and twenty minutes in front of the, the customer and say, okay, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, because they don't know your toys and your widgets of what you're really doing. They don't know if it's realistically right. until you sit there and explain what it does and yeah. why this is needed. Because thank God we have those little toys because otherwise we're tearing down walls. Well, I have to tell you, we do a lot of education. Uh, my son and I do all of this. We try and educate us on every new gadget or every new theory, whether it's for drying facilities out medical facilities. We do a lot of medical facilities now, the sterilizing. At Florida Hospital, we go into two of them three times a week at night at two o'clock in the morning and sterilize the hospital rooms, the surgical rooms. 
Hey, let me know so I can when I get that yeah. time to go. I want to go to your I want to yeah. I want to schedule on a Same. day after you've. Do you have Tom's if, mark if on this hotel because I'm coming in with Seminole County with the virus that came in? Uh, we were going there once a week and sterilizing all the Seminole County office facilities for almost seven months. Wow. Now, are you guys part of the, any chambers, or how do you get your name out there to people? You know, we're fortunate because of the way we operate. Word of mouth jumps. Yeah. And spreads. Yeah. Okay. Like mold. Yes. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't see my magazine? I did. Hold on there, no, Chief not- <laughs> Chieftain. Jeez, give the man a chance to. to so your, yeah. your business really is word yeah, of mouth. Word of mouth. Uh, we used to spend a lot of money in advertising and outside salesmen. We stopped doing it. For instance, I used to spend about $15,000 a month just in Google ads. Oh, my word. Do you think that had anything to do with the building of your business? Did you see any return on that? What Most kind of return were you? Definitely. Okay. I'm talking now 10, 12 years ago we started okay. doing that. You know, we were doing four, 5000 a month, and then it escalated into ten, twelve, dollars or $15,000 a month thing. At one point, we just shut it down. There was no need for it. We did so much business. And I'll give you a number. Uh, we've done over 17,000 units since we're in existence. Wow. Okay. That's a uh, lot. When you do all these things and you keep these customers happy and, and we market to them, basically we have our list of all our satisfied customers, which are 99% of them are satisfied. And I have to tell you, we make mistakes. We're human. Sometimes a customer will call, we mess something up. And, and sometimes it might cost me two, three, four thousand dollars to repair it on a job that I only made twenty five hundred dollars on. That's what we do. We back up what we say we're going to do. But that'll be worth it in the long run. Yes. You're going to get that customer now. So you know what? They made a mistake. They recognized it. They fixed it. Yeah. At their cost, and that's what a lot of people don't do. They don't. Hey, we made a mistake. They don't right. even recognize. But that. he's old school. You notice that us yeah. old generation folks, we back up what we say. And that's what you have to do. I have customers, commercial customers, that with a handshake, I'll do a $100,000 job. In today's times, there's not too many people oh, that, that, can do that I can tell you that is not, or, oh, you don't want to do that. You need to get your contract ready. You need to get all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, I, and maybe you do. I don't know. People will ask me, would well, you have a contract when you send out bids? Right. No, I'll send them a quote. And then they know how to get a hold of me. Is that right? I don't know. Is it wrong? I don't know. But. Exactly. It's it's a good business sense. I'm telling you, when I come in front of a customer, I'm basically feeling you out just like you're feeling me out. And I hope you're feeling me out. I want you to feel me out because I am genuine when I come in there. Okay? That's to my advantage if you're feeling me out. Is your son learning this from you? Most definitely. Yes. And that's 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 encouraging to us to know. What, so how old is your son? He's 38. 38, okay. So he's still a young man. Yeah. So I, I have to say this. Uh, since Tom is Italian, I think what you leave behind is a bottle of wine with your logo on it. Yeah, that would be nice. Right? <laughs> no, actually, we do a lot of things. We explain to our customers when we finish a job, our technicians have a, a full-page tutorial for them to fill out if they were satisfied with everything, the presentation, the work, the cleanliness, the quality, and we expect all fives. If we don't, we're calling the customer. Well, you know what it is? Explain is, why. But you're doing what most people don't. Right. You, you want to make sure because it's called a repeat you know, business you know, for a reason. And at that point, when we call the customer, 
we let them know what we're doing. We're donating to charity. Is that my charity? No. <laughs> we, we to the food banks. We hey, we, congratulations. We, we probably donated in the last twelve months, maybe eight and nine thousand meals. Congratulations. See, and that's great because yeah, one of the things we Harvest Food Bank is who we donate to. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we do like to have people that come on is what's your community involvement? You're already involved in the community by solving problems that exactly. they have, but now you're giving back as well. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, give everybody your, so we don't forget, give everybody your contact information Certainly. again. It is Protective Solutions. We are a mold remediation company. We also do emergency water extraction, duct cleaning, and restoration. Uh, I didn't say emergence or... Um, protective services, did I? I might have said protective, protective no, services. You're, you're trying to give them all new names. Yeah, you and <laughs> protective solutions. Author. Yeah. Extraordinaire. That's, that's we fantastic. We also give discounts to, to veterans, senior citizens, first responders. So if you're a senior citizen veteran, do you get a double? Yes. No, wait, a minute, wait a minute, and I'm a, aren't we first responders? We came here today, right? There you go. <laughs> was for, yeah, yeah. You I don't get a if, cookie. I don't know if they, you get a cookie. You can have some snacks out of the refrigerator hey, in there. I, I know where he also works. I'm going there next and, week. And you know his wife. <laughs> well, this has been, like I said, there's some stuff we didn't get to today. I did want to focus on your business development, but I, I think it's more important for people to know what you do and how important it is for you to be healthy in your home. Greatly appreciate that. I really do. We had initially uh, called this one, uh, I got something, but it was basically we're going to clean up this town, and that's what we're going to try and help you do is clean up this town. But I'm still I'm still voting for mold eradicators. That just sounds... You, go. I, you got competition. Don't start that business. No, nah, I don't. I can't, I'm not going to do any good at that. But before we go, tip of the day today, a, a good kind of a... Well, I guess it was good. The first step in solving a problem is to recognize that, A, it does exist. Yes. And then figure out a way to solve it. So you recognize that a problem exists through your first business. Okay, there's a problem here. Yes. Now I want to figure out how to fix it. And then you go with a solution to people and you and you solve it. So if, you, if you're a business owner and you're, you know, I want to start a business, well, find a problem. You see this on Shark Tank all the time. They find a problem and they fix it. Usually they come in with a horrible way to fix it. But you've discovered a problem and now you are trying to fix it. Yes. He, he does fix it. That, that's why it's called solution. He does fix it. You're not trying to fix it. You do fix it. See his shirt? It kills the mold. Solution. Solution. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Epic, Phil. Well, Tom, thank you so much for being here. Thank your wife thank you for, for having me. Um, for telling us about you. And I'm, we're going to talk off the air because I still want to talk about my son's home that he's building. But Certainly. All right, man. Lincoln See you next time. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln Logs. Logs. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development. Yeah, Pam gave me a couple.